What's up, everybody? Welcome to Unlocking Kingdom Hearts. Uh, we're here to talk about Kingdom Hearts 1. It is episode one. I am uh, very excited to begin this journey with uh, this lovely panel uh, that you see or are going to hear uh, in the coming moments. Uh, first off, we have Jonathan Dornbush. How are you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing well. I was really struggling and debating if I was going to open with a Mickey Mouse impression. I decided against it because I haven't done one in a while, so I was worried. But uh, otherwise, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about the, uh, the first Kingdom Hearts. I, I love it a lot, and I'm, I'm excited to jump in. I think that was the right call. Uh, and secondly, we have Alexa Ray Korea. How are you, Alexa? I'm great, but now I'm really curious about this Mickey Mouse impression, so I hope Same we here. get it, at least Same. during this episode. Same here. One day. <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of episodes to go along. You know, we'll probably forget about this and then it'll happen and we'll all just be like, whoa. In <laughs> what true was that? Kingdom Hearts fashion. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, we have Kevin Diaz. Kevin, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Wait, so, John, like, was it like you you were going to attempt it or or like historically speaking? Oh, no, I, I can. I can. I don't. I wouldn't say it's good, but I do one. Uh, okay, that's so I was hype. debating I see, I see, doing it now, but yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, it, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so just a quick, uh, some quick housekeeping before we get into the thick of it. Uh, I want to say thank you to Jeremiah George. Jeremiah is the one who uh, allowed us to use his uh, track, Hearts of Ambivalence, as the official opening track to this podcast. Um, go follow uh, Jeremiah over on YouTube where you can listen to several compositions, whether it be video game covers, original compositions, and the like, uh, youtube.com slash user slash the number three Lance Pro. And you can also follow him on Twitter at jgeorgevgm. Um, and yeah, that's all. That, that was really something that I wanted to, uh, I actually forgot to uh, mention that on episode zero. I'm a monster. Um, but now I've gotten it taken care of. Go follow Jeremiah again. Uh, it was very nice of him to just let us use it. So... Um, but yeah, we're, so we're going to hop into uh, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 1 is the first game released in the series. Uh, Kingdom Hearts was developed by Squaresoft and Disney Interactive. The game was directed by series creator Tetsuya Nomura, making it his first project in the director's chair after a, you know, a good tenure already at, Square, at Squaresoft at the time, which later was turned into Square Enix, which is worth mentioning that Kingdom Hearts is the last Squaresoft game. Uh, before Squaresoft and Enix combined and created Square Enix. Uh, so leading up to Kingdom Hearts, uh, Nomura was already notable, uh, known for doing character design for Final Fantasy VII, as well as receiving credits to the story of Final Fantasy VII. It was actually recently learned that Tetsuya Nomura himself is responsible for the death of Aerith, one of the most well-known story moments in all God of video game it. history. Damn. Namora was the one who's like, hey, why don't we just kill why don't we kill Aerith? <laughs> you know? Um, it's always and, Nomura. It's always uh, Nomura. Yeah. yeah, and also Kingdom Hearts is the this, this is a fun fact technically, which we'll get to later, but like it's relevant now. Uh Kingdom Hearts was the game that kind of resolved the Aerith versus Aerith debate. Because for those that don't know, uh, Final Fantasy VII. You know, Aerith is uh, spelled A-E-R-I-S, and that was just due to the translation of the game. But there was this huge, so there's this huge fight. Like, no, it should be Aerith, and uh, this was the game that that just you know ended that ended that debate. It's Aerith, and it forever will be Aerith. Let Aerith reign. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Kingdom Hearts released in Japan on March 28th of 2002, 
and it later released in North America on September 17th, Europe on November 15th, and Australia on November 22nd of 2002. Uh, the definitive version of the game, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, uh, released in Japan on December 26th of 2002, the same year. Uh, but then the rest of the world didn't get the Final Mix version of Kingdom Hearts until the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix Collection for the PlayStation 3 in September of 2013, over 10 years later. That sucked. That was a long wait um, for, for those that were OGs, you know, uh, that were there from the beginning. Uh, yeah, that sucked. Um, and then uh, I kind of wanted to go over the differences of Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Um, so things worth noting, the main menu of Kingdom Hearts shows Sora with a fishbone in his mouth holding a stick barefoot in the sand and ocean water. And then in Final Mix, it switches to Sora, eyes closed, hooded while holding a flag. Um, the Final Mix version includes a boss fight against the Unknown, a black hooded figure who dual wields red lightsaber-like weapons. I don't know. I didn't know a better way to explain uh, that character's weapons. I think that's outside, the best way. You know, I think yeah. it's the best way. Yeah, right? His and power is copyright infringement is what it is. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, can they, can they do this? I mean, retroactively, <laughs> they can. But back then, yeah. they yeah. couldn't because they didn't know. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the final mix also uh, included new heartless enemies as well as uh, recoloring of most of them, which I still don't understand why they did that, but whatever. <laughs> and then in the final mix version, uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy got two extra weapons. Um, Sora's being the one-winged angel for defeating Sephiroth and the diamond dust uh, keyblade for defeating the ice titan. Um, it also included 10 new abilities for Sora and 15 new accessories. Um and then lastly, I kind of wanted to go over the main voice cast of Kingdom Hearts because with this being a Disney game, there's a this is a pretty stacked <laughs> voice cast, right? Like, uh, especially at the time, you know, being the early 2000s. Like, so for Sora, we got voiced by Haley Joel Osment, you know, the sixth sense. Like, he was the biggest, like, kid actor of the, like, late 90s, early 2000s. I, I think that's a fair yeah. statement to make, right? Um, and then we had a Riku voice by David Gallagher, who hasn't really had many big roles. Like, I think the most, um, I like notable, I would say is he played Simon Camden in seventh heaven. He was one of the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was also in super eight, which I haven't, uh, I didn't realize until I watched the scene, but he is the guy who runs the camera shop. He's the stoner. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's real. Yeah, like, I didn't even think about it, right? Because you don't see him on screen regularly. Um, didn't really click. And then uh, Kyrie was voiced by Hed uh, Hayden Panettiere, uh, who's Get done out. a lot of a lot yes. of stuff. Oh, yes. yeah. Get oh, out. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh. She sounded so familiar. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll yeah. so, like, I'm just like, I'll just ask them on the podcast. Because, like, you know, yeah. um, I go look it up. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Dot Damn, in A Bug's crazy. Life. I love you, Beth Cooper. Um, Heroes, of course, and more. Most recently, Nashville. Um, until and dawn, then, don't forget. Don't forget and until, until dawn. dawn. Oh, yes. yeah, she is <laughs> until dawn. She is until dawn. dawn. That's that's true. That's true. I was. I didn't really think about video other video game stuff. Um, and then, uh, Cloud, voiced by Steve Burton, most notably from General Hospital. Um, and also, this is the first time that Cloud is voiced in mm -hmm. anything. 
like not in a Final Fantasy game, and Kingdom Hearts is the first time he is voiced, which is pretty wild to think about. Um, Aerith is voiced by Mandy Moore. Yuffie is voiced by Christy Carlson Romano for the Even Stevens fans out there, Kim Possible God. fans. Fire. This lineup Fire. is stacked. Fire. Yeah, right? Like, early 2000s, stacked. Fire. Um, and I also, like, this is, this is just kind of something I wanted to worth mentioning, is uh, Hercules is voiced by Sean Astin. But like, and yeah. the, and for for those listening, most of the Disney voice cast are the original voices um, outside of like people that probably like have passed away by the time, like, you know, the much older Disney properties like that. Those are likely, you know, um, new voice actors. But Tate Donovan, who's the original voice of Hercules, didn't do the voice in the first game. And I did some research in that. And it's apparently just he just it, he couldn't fit it into a schedule. So, but uh, it is worth noting was, that. He... Uh, Go ahead. Those were back in the the OC days. That's why he was so busy. He had yeah. Oh, really? Epi- yeah, he was on the OC. He probably had to do like eighteen episodes of that show a season. <laughs> I had no. I I, had, I like. I only knew Tate Donovan from Hercules. So I'm just like, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he does You're come forgetting... back and reprises role later. You're forgetting Leon. It's David Boreanaz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's that? I don't. David Boreanaz. You got to friend. You got to. Yeah, if you hate me, I'm sorry. I don't Angel. Know. He's Angel from Buffy. From Buffy. Oh, from Buffy? Oh, yeah. okay. Look, I know, like, <laughs> if you told me that, I know what you're talking about, but I never watched Buffy. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. That's okay, but you got to know who David Boreanaz is. Yeah. I do now. But yes, Leon is vo- voiced by that guy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Sephiroth, come on, voiced by Lance Bass of NSYNC, baby. Like, it, and it's funny because on his Twitter profile, like you, you only have so much you can say. And Lance Bass, like, like you're, 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 like you, you're pretty stacked. You know, you're a pretty notable person. He still puts OG Sephiroth in his bio, but like in his Twitter bio, he Bye. cares about that shit apparently. <laughs> so shout out to you, Lance Bass. Um, but yeah, so stacked voice cast. This, you know, only some of a few. And again, most, if not, you know, again, like most of the Disney voice cast uh, that voice their respective characters came back for this game so if you think oh is that the original voice the answer is likely yes um so yeah it's time to dig in deep about the game uh everything we want to talk about and i'm going to start with you jonathan because i know that you still have a really soft spot for kingdom hearts one uh specifically and so i kind of wanted to uh dig in more on like why that is and like what what are the specific things that you that stand out for this uh entry of the series compared to the rest yeah um so for me it's uh and and obviously i think i know you you had mentioned it camp but like fully going into spoilers or just touching on everything of it because hopefully you've played uh if you're listening but i yeah for me the reason i think i love kingdom hearts one so much and still do after coming back to it um though maybe like after playing all this, it may not be my favorite necessarily, but it's still really high up there, I think, for me because of how well it pulls off the marriage of of Disney and not necessarily even Final Fantasy because I was coming from it of not knowing Final Fantasy, but uh, the marriage of Disney and this original JRPG story. And so the way it blended the two of those things, and you know, we'll get into this as I think the series goes on, and sort of the liberties Disney let them take to tell an original story using their characters. Obviously, a lot of the worlds recount elements of their movies or, you know, elements of the worlds that we know from those Disney TV shows and films. 
but they were able to do so much original stuff. And so as such a big Disney fan, it was like, oh, wow, all of the princesses matter in this new sort of format, all of the villains being together and being this group of villains like that's. I think that's why the villainous board game exists is because that idea from Kingdom Hearts is just so cool and like such an amazing thing. And so to have all of that there, I think all of that stuff is still pulled off really, really well. And I think the escalation then of Sora, Riku and Kairi's story within that, uh, as it relates to all of that, is pulled off very well and gets its time to shine, but also gets its time to shine within these other stories shining. And so I think that balance for me is what I always really loved about it. I do think like on mechanical levels, obviously some of the later games pulled off much better stuff and improved on, on some of the systems, but I think you can see so many of the fundamentals here and so many of the, the basics that matter to the series as it went on, I think are really well solidified for a first go. I think, I think that's a lot of where my nostalgia and love for it comes is because I think they got so much right on the first go, which doesn't always happen. Like sometimes it's often the first game can have like one really big thing that people attach themselves to and then it gets improved in the sequel. But here, like across the board, for me at least, a lot of stuff works really well. And so coming back to it now, it was it sort of reaffirmed all of that. I'm excited because I haven't played most of the later games as recently. So that's going to be a fun experience to finally compare them. But uh, yeah, I think that's like the big picture why my love for one kind of stands so strongly. Awesome. And yeah, like I was going to say that the scene where it's just the silhouettes of all the Disney villains, like around the table discussed, like what a great moment. Like what the energy there is so good. And it's actually uh, really cool too, because um, this is another one of the fun facts I had planned out is that like, because that scene happens after you finish like the first world, like that's after like Traverse Town. So like, if you uh if you don't go to wonderland first because wonderland is supposed to kind of be the first world based off like the difficulty mm-hmm. um instead of alice showing up in that scene it's snow white if you go to deep jungle first oh. it changes mm-hmm. and that's an ongoing theme in a lot in like not in a i would say a big way um where it changes the plot in any way but there are a lot of alternative scenes depending on things that you uh do throughout throughout the game or don't do like if you win versus leon in traverse sound or if you win against win or lose against cloud and like olympus coliseum like there are alternative scenes to the outcomes of that and that's like a kind of attention to detail that isn't in the rest of the series it's just kind of like this happens you know um but kevin this is the first game (laughs) i was gonna go alex to go first you know, I'm no, 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 no,
reminded of the storylines of all these worlds. Like I could really see like if if I played this as a young kid, I think I would have loved this. You know what I'm saying? And like I think that this game executed something that just like not just like Jonathan said, where where it was like I feel like on paper this sounds like something that should not have worked. And I feel like it worked pretty well. You know, overall, like all things there. Like it's not it's not a perfect game, right? Um, but I don't think it's like I don't even think it really feels dated, to be honest. Like, I don't really even think it feels like that old of a game. Like when you, you know, see that like granted granted, like this is final mix and like I don't know if they changed anything gameplay wise or like mechanics wise really, other than just like adding bonus content onto the final mix version. Um, but if if this is like pretty much the same gameplay as as it was back in two thousand two, I believe when this game came out, like it yeah. definitely does not feel like two thousand two. You know what I'm saying? At least I would say personally. And um, uh, yeah, I have I have a lot of comments to say. Um, a lot of a lot of things to uh, discuss. A lot of things to shout out. But uh, if if this is like the low that we're at, like like, well, I think you guys said that there's a game lower. Like there's definitely like a worse game. I think I personally think that Kingdom Hearts is respectfully like in the middle okay. of yes. like okay. you know, but I do think that there is a big gap in between like both upwards and downwards. Okay, I see. I see um I see. Okay. in in the series. Um so like use this as like your your middle point as okay. of right yeah. now. I think that's the best way to look yeah. at it. Yeah. Overall then, yo, I'm 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 pretty high on Kingdom Hearts one. Like pretty high, like like a lot, a lot. Oh, not you that, ain't ready then. Not, <laughs> you ain't ready. I, oh God. <laughs> not that like I was um like expecting it to be you know bad or whatever, but uh it definitely exceeded expectations in like a lot of ways that I was not thinking it ever would. You know, so, love uh, to hear it. So we're on a we're on a we're on a a good baseline so far. A good a good <laughs> a good baseline for sure for sure. Alexa. This is also huh? This oh, go is I was gonna say to, I was gonna say to Kevin, this is the game that is gonna make the most sense to you yep. immediately having finished it. Because from here on out, it's just it's just all downhill, uphill, sideways. You got you, you got it's you a got, roller coaster. It's a roller coaster, you got you got mistaken identity, body snatching, time travel, all that shit. Like it like here here we go. Here's the beginning. Here we okay. go. Okay. Um I need to know. I wanna Okay, I'm gonna I'm going to play a little game with you, okay? I, I'm going to say the name of a world in Kingdom Hearts 1, and I want your knee-jerk reaction okay. to this to this world. Got it. Okay, oh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him a couple. Okay. Monstro. Eh, it was aight. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. I, 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 I liked the, the, like, waves of enemies and, like, how they kind of, like, formulated okay. that, you know? Um, and I think like there's like a lot of like really good payoffs, even though like it's not like a super long world. But I'll say I'll say more than that. No, like it's it's good. I'll give it give it a thumbs up. Give it, yeah, give it a Cameron up. made a made a face. You don't like Monstro? <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought you were just immediately going to be like, "What do you think of Atlantica?" Oh, what's next? What do you think of oh, Atlantica? Oh, that's, 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 no, no, that's a hard. No, that's a hard Atlantica is notoriously hard, no. hated. Like that's notoriously hard, no. hated. Notoriously yeah, hated. Yeah, yeah. People, I was. Yeah, like I was, I was, I was down for it early on. I was like, okay, like you know, this can't last, you know, that long, right? Like, 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 like they can't have like a whole underwater world where like I've learned how this game feels throughout hours and hours of all these different worlds, and we get to this one, and it's like, and they flip it upside down. 
Uh, but no, it went on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one's not my favorite. Definitely, definitely, probably my least favorite overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People are really like, I know people are hype on the Little Mermaid, and people who haven't played Kingdom Hearts are always like, oh, like, and like you get to like be in the Little Mermaid world, and I'm always like, and anyone who tells me that they've played this game and they love Atlantica didn't play the game. I'm convinced they're lying. <laughs> yeah. Like they're talking out their butt. Yeah. Like it's not not correct. Atlantica yeah. will be like that. Like. You're not done with Atlantica yet. I don't want to. There's, there's there's some more coming. Why'd so say, keep, why'd you say that? Keep us. Like, uh, we're not going to get into the depths of it. But what I'm going to say all. about about Atlantica and Kingdom Hearts Two, I'll depth, I'll take that way over what we got in Kingdom Hearts One. Like I like it's one of those things. Like I get really? it. I get. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh like, my here's God. the thing. Here's the thing. I like here's the thing. I like rhythm games. So I'm just like, mm. oh okay. I mean, I like good rhythm games, but... I mean, that's true. That's also true. But, like, it's just one of those things where I'm like... yeah, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get into it for two. We'll we'll get into it when we get to Kingdom Hearts 2. I will Um, say, last thing, I will say, although I did not like Atlantica, and I feel like a lot of people definitely don't, right? I can at least respect it. I can can respect that they're like, hey, like, this is going to be all underwater, right? And, like, we're going to do this, you know, whether you like it or not, so... At least to a certain degree, I at least respect it. You know? And also, if you think about it at the time, like, I think it did underwater stuff better than most games, even though it was still bad. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, it's really, even nowadays, it's hard to do good underwater stuff. Um, like, there are very few games where I'm like, I actually enjoyed the underwater segments, and, you know, in this game or the other. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but Alexa. Yes. Kingdom Hearts 1. Please tell us your thoughts. I feel like this is the most Disney we're going to, we've gotten. And just thinking forward into the series, this is the most Disney of the games. I agree that I think it married them really well. It's you start off like, it's sort of like, like, whereas the other games end with these big, long segments in new worlds that are super kingdom heartsy. Like we've, we have like the world that never was coming up and, we had to end of the world in this one, but I feel like you don't spend as much time in end of the world as you do in like other places. Like we spend more time in Disney worlds. I think, I think there's this one. And then I think kingdom hearts two has the most Disney worlds in it. Like I wrote them all down before we got on this call. And like, this is like wonderland Olympus, deep, deep jungle, which I forgot about until I played again, Agrabah, monster, Atlantica, Halloween town, Neverland, um, hundred acre wood. And then you have the Dalmatians. Like, it is just, and you have Merlin, like it is stacked with Disney content. So I would say Kingdom Hearts 1 is the most Disney and I love it. And I feel like things get more anime and come off the rails the farther you go in. Um, yeah. Which is why though Kingdom Hearts 1 is not, not my, my most favorite of the series. Kingdom Hearts 2, I think, I, I think is my favorite. But Kingdom Hearts 1 for me sets up a lot of the, really subtly sets up a lot of the big themes of like, friendship and like learning about yourself and like where you fit in the world based on the people you interact with and where you fit on the world based on what's out there that you haven't like experienced yet and um uh the desire to do more and be more which is riku and the themes of like companionship and learning to trust and stuff like that but there's not a lot of it like kingdom hearts one is not if you're you're looking at it sort of critically from that lens doesn't have a lot of that stuff in it yet like we're dealing with the darkness, but we're not like 
really dealing with the darkness. Like Riku hasn't gone through his shit yet. And the darkness is still kind of like cute little heartless and Maleficent villains around a table. And it's super camp. Like Kingdom Hearts 1 is camp. Absolute camp. Um, but I think that's why I like it is because it's kind of light and a little bit fluffier and a little bit more, um, I don't want to say fun. Fun is the wrong word, but it's a little more lighthearted, I guess, than what's to come. So I think yeah. it's a good start. Get ready, Kevin. <laughs> I think you make a good point because like going into King, uh, Chain of Memories and Kingdom Hearts 2 without getting into spoilers, like there's a tonal shift. Oh, fully. And, and, and it, it like to the point where like it feel, and I and, like, I, you know, maybe maybe no more that on purpose, but like it feels a lot more adult, like pretty quickly, mm-hmm. to the point where like you you you're you're controlling at that point like a 15 year old boy, but he feels a lot more mature than that. Like even you know even though he's like oh like I care about my friends stuff like that like you like he he fe- like it feels like he's went through something and he is a he has grown exponentially as a character, and it'll be interesting to see how how kevin feels about that as we uh continue through the journey um but yeah i last time i played kingdom hearts was like leading up to kingdom hearts 3 i was like okay i'm gonna play through all the games obviously and when i finished playing the game i was like if i never had to play kingdom hearts 1 again i'd be okay with that (laughs) um because i had like i had enough problems i was like man the movement in this game compared to like the series moving on trash like absolute trash um i was just like this game has not aged well like um this game is due for a remake if if we could get one um things like that and like i think i was too harsh at that time um but i still feel that way in almost every sense just like not as strongly like i do think it hasn't aged like that well again the movement especially when you just like when you go back to that after you what you get specifically in like kingdom hearts 2 it's just like it it, it, it's kind of like whiplash in a sense where it's just like oh this 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 feels off compared to playing uh you know going backwards if that makes sense um and yeah i think that yeah i think that there's a i think the thing that's like so great about playing kingdom hearts 1 is again after like going through everything it's just again kind of like what alexis says just seeing all the seeds whether they were intended or not at the time of making the the game because namora said that like he had up to kingdom hearts 2 planned out uh at the at the time of uh making kingdom hearts 1 when it came to the story so like seeing things that weren't already planned seeded in this game it's like god namora's just a genius like whether you like him or not he like the way he does these things and like it's just, it's just like how, like I don't know. It's like I've been watching Attack on Titan, right? And just like kind of like how the these kind of uh, revelations <laughs> have been happening. It's like how do they, how do they make this work? Like, and that's what Kingdom Hearts is like a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it, I think it's, I think it's a good game still. Um, and I think that, I guess when you think about like the games that did come out around that time, it has aged better than a lot of games um but i do again i still think that it hasn't aged super well and um i don't know like i wouldn't need a reason to go back and play it again you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not gonna be like oh i'm never gonna play this game again like i was last time but i was like i need a good reason to come back to this because there's just so many things that like 
from a gameplay perspective, that's just like, I get all of this better in almost any other Kingdom Hearts game. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about the game. So uh, like about Kingdom Hearts one specifically, but um, I wanted to, uh, yeah, Kevin, you said that you got some stuff you wanted to talk about regarding care. Like, like, like how are you feeling about the characters here? Yeah. How are you feeling about the characters? How you like our boy Sora? How you like Riku? Kyrie? Who's your favorite? My, (laughs) yeah. Who's your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My, I want to give a big, a big shout out. Big shout out to Tinkerbell. All right, let's just <laughs> She's the line. best summon in the game. At so first, she is. Yeah. At first, yes. I was like, okay, are you are you gonna be helpful though? You know what I'm saying? And then um, it was <laughs> it was in the it was the dragon fight. Why well, am I forgetting her name? Um, Maleficent dragon fight. Yep. Where I'm yep. like, how am I gonna be able to, to like sustain my health during this? I don't know what's going on. And then I tried Tinkerbell. I'm like, oh you're refilling my health but if i go down and i and i fully drain you're gonna fill me up but then you're, you're gonna leave so it's like okay if i can just keep my health up right keep my distance keep going in doing attacks get my distance making sure i don't fully deplete you'll stay with me forever tinkerbell's she's the one she's the one also oh, yeah. <laughs> also bell for her um she gave me a key uh divine, divine rose divine rose shout out to that big fan um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else? Oh, I found Donald to be hilarious in terms of like when like he would scream. I just always scream. Oh. Yeah. He does scream it. a lot in that so, first yeah. game. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, I feel you. Um uh Goofy was definitely my so how I rank the supporting, right? In, in, in terms of Donald and Goofy, I definitely put Goofy over Donald. Right. Not yeah. sure why or what happened, but Goofy always had more inventory in him. So I could always throw him more high potions and all that and like elixirs and everything. Um yeah. and he he just seemed like more more down for the fight, you know. To Goofy heal you, out, you mean yeah. down to heal you? Unlike the guy with the magic? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean I mean I mean I just feel like Donald was always like low health or like dead. I don't know. Was, you know, Donald just wasn't really. He dies real quick. That he was a glass cannon. He was a glass cannon. Yeah, he heals yeah. up the damage, you but know, like he's but weak. I feel like Goofy was like really like, all right, we're, we're, we're going to do this in like every fight encounter. So uh, that meant, you know, when I would have um, like Tarzan in my party or another person in my party, Goofy would get swapped out. No, I'm sorry. Donald would would get swapped out. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. Shout out to Goofy. Donald was hilarious, but he was also helpful. Um, who is who? Who else? I'm trying to think. Who else? Uh, those were just like knee jerk ones that I I enjoyed um a lot. And yeah, yeah. And in, in terms of, Re- I mean, I feel like I liked Riku and Kyrie both kind of in a similar vein. I guess like you spend, I feel like more time with Riku, right? Yeah, um, and you I, do. Yeah, like yeah. definitely, like as an more, ongoing sure, sure. theme. Yeah. in this series, <laughs> and, with Riku and Kyrie, and I think, <laughs> and like my my like one like lasting like thought I had about Riku, right, which, which was like midway through the point of the game, I remember talking to Christian and being like, "Oh man, like Riku's Riku's messing up. I don't know. He's falling to the dark side. I don't know what's going on. I don't really like Riku that much." But then by the end of the story right it it 
Riku really, I mean, I'm right now at the point where it's like, I don't necessarily blame Riku, right? Because like, I now understand that we both want the, we, we both want the same thing, right? Like we both want to save Kyrie, and that has always been consistent, right? It's just, now I feel a little bit more like, damn, like I feel for you, Riku, because like you just wanted to save Kyrie just like me, but you were seduced and you fell to means that just were not the means that I fell into right and that just so happened to be darkness you know what i'm saying and like i understand that like at least how i interpret it let me know if i'm like wrong on this but like i feel like riku like trusted maleficent and all that you know she was saying and like promising him power but ultimately like i feel like his end goal was to save Kyrie. Right? yeah in the same vein that Sora was also trying to reach Kyrie, right and i just feel like riku just went just down a different path to get to that you know, or at least to try to get to that. So I don't really, you know, I, I was I do think there Riku, was a, but Riku's I do think there was a sense of just like Riku not knowing what he was getting into, yeah. but also yeah. like I don't know if that would have act really changed his that's fair choices that's fair. at the that's end fair. of the day. That's fair. So, yeah, very fair. I I would say oh this again. I'm trying not to go too far ahead into the series because you're saying all these things and it's pinging all of my brain cells that are like ah, oh, but like. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally, I find Rika's journey way more compelling than Sora's journey through these games. And... Yeah. Yes. No, no, yes. Like, he's, his journey, like, he is, Sora's the main character, but Riku is the main character. Like, he, oh, like, and when we talk about Kingdom Hearts 2, I'll just get my book and just read from it. But, like, it's, it's, uh, his journey has a lot of themes of, like, like, it's a, it's a metaphor for, like, self-struggle, mental illness, like, all that stuff. Like, he goes through everything where Asura's just like, oh, okay, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the thing now, which, yeah. is like, which is, like, the running theme. And also, Riku's relationship to Sora is far more compelling than Sora's relationship to Kairi and Kairi's, Kairi's relationship with Riku, because Riku and Sora have this, have this bond that is... Um, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like the Sora and Kairi's bond, which like sometimes is like vaguely romantic and sometimes it's like, no, we're just like really good friends. Like it always kind of straddles that line, but Sora and Riku are bonded, like bonded, bonded, bonded. And like a, the boys, deepest yeah. kind of, yeah. the, the, they're the boys. It's like the Definitely. deepest kind of friendship and that what happens to Riku and how Sora views that and how Riku self-flagellates like at the end of the game he's just like just shut me in here i'll figure it out like i'll do it like I i'm gonna go with the with this mouse like i'll figure it out he, <laughs> he takes he takes that he um he takes that there's that 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 cutscene that was added for final mix where he wakes up in the darkness and mickey's like hey like you're I, like I, i'm here like what's going on with you and that's sort of his he starts to realize like okay i definitely put myself in this situation and he's got ear and he's sad and he's also feels an intense amount of shame for yeah. everything that he's put he's put Sora through he's put Kyrie through like yes his intentions were good but he just kind of like went down a different path for it and so he takes that shame and he literally flees and what he goes yeah. through like when we get to chain of memories like dude what he goes through Damn. oh yeah. man he, oh he basically is like I need to atone for my for my yeah. actions and that's like, like that him going to the other side of that door was like, I need to figure shit out on my own. Um, you know, but I, you know, and yeah. he didn't like, I, I, that felt like, that felt like a goodbye. That felt like a, 
I may never see you again, but I got to do this on my own. And um, that. Oh, I, I cried harder cry today. When he when he shut that door, when he was like, when he was like, hey, you like, you know, like you push, I'll pull, like we'll do it together. And he starts pulling. Yeah. I started sobbing and I was just like, oh, and like as the ending plays and like him and Kyrie are separating, I'm like, I don't oh, care yeah. about you. Where's Lego? <laughs> like, where did he go? That, oh, ending, that, ending still, that ending still sad, though. It's, like, one of those things where I think the thing that makes Riku's stuff so compelling is that you, like, the game does a good job in a way that's, like, not too overbearing to know, like, Riku, like, Riku should be the chosen one, but he's not. And you're going to see, like, you're going to see him go down this path anyway. You know what I mean? And, like, um, and so I think that, like, when it comes to Sora stuff, it's like, yeah, Sora stuff is still good, and you, it's because you know that, like, him and Kyrie are supposed to be together, and Riku knows that, even though, yeah. like, that's not what he wants. You know, it's like, it's one of those things, like, the game just, I think the game does a good way of just saying, like, hey, you know, this guy who's a good guy, but, you know, isn't the main character you know, wants to be with Kyrie, but he knows that that is like, not, that's not going to happen. And he, and he's just like, and, and we just see him go on this other path um, of like, of his own self. And they actually like do something with Riku instead of him just being like Sora's number two, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that that is what makes Riku's stuff really interesting. Cause it's more than just like, Oh, you're more than just like it feels like a Naruto Sasuke kind of relationship in the sense, except for like ignoring personalities aside, but like that kind of like, um, not I don't want to say rivalry, but um, sense of recognition of each other's uh roles, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. In in their in their lives, um, I think that's like a good way of explaining it. Um. And also, like, when they're on the island, like, prior to the events of Kingdom Hearts 1, it's Sora is definitely the number two to Riku. Like, Riku runs yeah. the show. It's all about yeah. him. So when the Keyblade thing happens and all this happens and Sora is running around with Donald and Goofy and kind of getting all these attaboys and Riku is like, well, I'm supposed to be the one who's leading the charge. I'm the main character. And so he has that struggle of, like, because he has always viewed himself in the lens of, like, in the lens of how Sora views him and how Kyrie views him. So when that view changes, he struggles and he fights against that. And there are moments yeah. in later games when you get a really interesting perspective look at Riku from some other characters that don't know him as long. Like we get to see how like for the people who have played those games already, like how Terra, when Terra meets Riku and has that those yeah. thoughts about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Aqua sees him and is and has yeah. those like thoughts about him. Like it's it's he's 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 the main character he's the real main character that's that's how i feel <laughs> uh, like the, th cause the, thing, cause the thing that uh, and we can we can like move off of riku after this uh no, well, i want to see, see, see what jonathan thinks as well yeah same but um i think that like i mean riku again this is kind of back to the naruto sasuke comparison like even though sasuke like is off clearly like more talented blah 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 than naruto like at the end of the day he still sees naruto as his equal like he 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 recognizes that in Hollow Bastion, right? He's like, you like you've made me stronger, and I've made you stronger, like that type of thing, like that kind of self, like that that respect, recognition. Um, even though 
Riku doesn't really know why or like or he doesn't like he 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 has trouble accepting that like he still recognizes it and is willing to tell Sora hey like i know that we're like we are on equal ground um so jonathan your thoughts yeah. on riku i just didn't want to interrupt because i one agree with i think a lot of the things you guys are saying and it also was so passionate i was like oh there's no good time for me to just be like but also i agree but no i think like to to just go to that general point of riku versus sort of like who the main character is i think for me it's always just like riku's story is more emotionally complex and um deep in a way that like he from minute one has to be more mature. Like he, he goes through so much from his state of mind. And then the way that Maleficent kind of preys on his, you know, moment of weakness to be able to really, really play to that. Yeah. His, his journey is so fascinating in that way, but I also get why they make us play as Sora because to a certain extent, like Sora is a less emotionally complex character. Like <laughs> He's pretty easy to read and yeah. that's okay for a for an rpg like this because at the end of the day it is about experiencing the wider story and all these characters and i think if he was too deep and complex a character i'd almost get lost a little bit in focusing on him rather than everything else going on around and i think it allows those side characters to be elevated in that way for characters like riku to get that journey that even though we don't get to see every minute of it or don't get to be in his shoes for it i am so drawn to it as a story i want to keep learning about because we we it's very easy to kind of understand Sora's mindset at any point in both this game and I think you know most of the series but with Riku learning about what he went through and seeing how that's caused him to evolve from game to game or from moment to moment I think is such a fascinating journey because you're not in those shoes like because you don't always have all that information it's fascinating to see is there a world where you could have played this whole series from Riku's perspective probably yeah but I think you you get the fun RPG of it from the Sora side, and then you get like some really, really great, as as we're hinting at, but not wanting to spoil, journey that he goes on and, and the things that he learns and the, the places that he comes to. And he is just he is just a more emotionally resonant character for me on every level. I I love Sora's message of friendship and power and all that, but it's it's there. It's always there. It is so core to the series. Whereas with Riku you get, I think, the stuff that goes beyond what people may think of as a, a Disney story, even though Disney stories can be emotionally complex and people sometimes don't realize that. But, like, I think you start to get the darker side of things from Riku from minute one. And that that seeds, kind of as you guys were saying, the darkness, or not darkness, but the, the more adult themes that come into play as it goes on. And I think that's why so many of us are drawn to Riku's story, is because there is so much going on there in a way that's, not always going on with Sora as much as I love him. <laughs> but Sora has Sora definitely has his moments, you know. Oh for yeah. Sure. Um so yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what what else do we want to what else do we want? Okay, 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 I got something to talk about. Um so what uh what dream weapon did y'all pick up in the beginning and which one did you sacrifice? We got the sword, the shield yeah. and the rod. Yeah. Uh mm. I also, I can say I I picked the rod and I sacrificed the sword. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Doesn't that put you at kind of a disadvantage? Um, I will explain what all that does after okay. y'all. Right. You'll say. Oh, okay. Um, this I always pick. I always pick the sword, and I always sacrifice the rod. That's like wow. my wow. Yeah. 
Wow. Interesting. I'm a little bit of a I'm a little bit of a brute force kind of person, so I just See, here's the thing about the sword. Like the sword to me is the least appealing simply because like, well, I mean like I don't want to say one, you're basic, but like it's kind of basic. <laughs> and two, uh like for 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 me um I think that Kingdom Hearts uh one more than like two and three, I would say. I feel like when we get to the other side games and there's the deck mechanic, it's a little bit more complicated. But like out of the three main games, I think that magic is like the most crucial in the first game to use. So like like having arrow to like for, as a defense and Facts. um Facts. you know, I think that like all like almost all the spells have some sort of general use in Kingdom Hearts one, while in like Kingdom Hearts two it's like reflect magic. I win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, uh, that I think that, uh, I, I always felt like the necessity to like have more MP. Um, especially cause like I played the, I'm playing the game. I played through the game on uh proud mode uh-huh. and proud mode is, uh, hard, <laughs> uh, believe it or not. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that I having that extra MP is nice. And like, losing that attack it sure but i would rather lose attack than lose defense or like or lose magic you know what i mean like i I, in the sense of like survivability i care more about surviving than dealing damage um so that's why i picked the uh picked the rod and sacrifice the sword kev what would you do um so like the way they ask you it it's very much like how do you feel like as a player right yeah um and so i i Kept the shield and then dropped the sword. Really? Yeah. yeah. I I felt like the sword, like, I'm not like trying to like obviously say like Alexa is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm I'm pure DPS, so don't worry about it. Like, I know like that's the attempt, but like, I was really trying to like break down like, what is this game trying to tell me that like, what, what best aligns with like what you feel, right? Like, as, as Kevin, right? Um, so, I just, and I think the shield said something about like, oh, like, would you like someone who would like, who's, who's six by their friends or like something like that. And then. Oh, that's something later. That's something yeah, later. This is just like, the, yeah, we'll get to that question after, oh, but wait. this right now it's just the, the dream weapons. They're two different things. They're two different things yeah. that uh, affect the game. In the way beginning of the game, right? Like when you, yeah. Just, you yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely dropped the shield. No. You you took the shield, shield, you dropped the sword. I got the sword. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then uh, Jonathan, what'd you do? I for this one grabbed the shield, uh, partially Wait. because I do I do enjoy the moments where you get to actually fight with the shield for like thirty seconds. Uh, really <laughs> cool. yeah. uh, and then I dropped the sword. Hey. Wow, we all did something different. That's really. Wait, no, 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 no. Y'all did something. Y'all did the same. the same. Dang it. Yeah. Dang it. Okay, but we're close. Still, I like that that we had the variety. We all picked one different one at the very least. Um, so what those do is, uh, first off, whatever weapon you pick determines what abilities you get at specific levels. So you'll, so like all, like, uh, me and Alexa at like level five, for, for example, uh, would get a different ability as we level up and then, you know, and that's how it goes all the way through uh, to level a hundred. Which is really cool. Um, so and then, brilliant. So cool. And then yeah. depending on which you pick and sacrifice determines your beginning stats. 
Okay. So cool. I just think that's so cool. Like yeah. that whole setup. Yeah. It's iconic at this point. Like when you see the stained glass and you see the three weapons, it, it, it really does feel like, at least for me, it like, cause I'm not a big Zelda person, but so for me, that feels like the take this with you moment in Zelda. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what this moment feels like for me um, in kingdom hearts. So, so yeah, that's a fun fact. And then for the questions that, uh, how do you, how do you properly pronounce it, Alexa? The, uh, you know, Titus, Titus, Titus. Oh, it's, it's freaking Titus. It's Titus. And I hate it. Titus walking in the selfie. <laughs> I'll ask you a question. Um, and, uh, all that really matters is when does, when does your journey begin? Kevin, when did it say your journey began? It was either dawn, midday, or midnight. Oh, and you had to pick? I don't know if I remember that. No, 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 no. It, it tells you. It, it shows you uh, based off of the question, the answers of the questions. Oh. And it'll tell you your journey begins. I don't know. If Do you I not remember. remember? I don't know if I remember. Is there a way I can figure it out? Is there a way? No, can, not at this way? point. No. <laughs> yeah. I, what about you? Yeah. What I about you, Alexa? Yeah, uh, my journey begins at dawn. Okay. And then what about you, Jonathan? Uh, midday for me this time. I also picked midday. Damn, I wish So I depending on the answers that you pick will determine dawn, midday, or midnight. And so if you pick dawn, you level up quicker from level 1 to 49. If you pick midday, you level out equally across the board. And if you uh, begin at midnight, it, you let level up quicker from 51 to 100. Okay. So cool. I I love that so much. Interesting. It's very, very cool. Very cool. And it's also like the way that Kingdom Hearts sets those up too is like those are really like, like Kevin was like thinking about them as like how he would feel about it. And like these are really kind of personal preference, like you you questions. And that affects your growth path through this game, which is just like chef kiss fingers. So good. Yeah. Very, very cool. All my subsequent runs from it after the first one, like I've always picked based on how I wanted the playstyle to be. But that first time, it was, it felt personal. It felt like, oh, I'm making an important choice. This is yeah. going to matter to like my life, not just this game. <laughs> you know, it it didn't. But it, it was fun for that to like really set the stage, I think, for how emotionally connected oh, so many of us obviously get to the series. Okay, now knowing that those effects, like at what sections of the game that you level up at what rate, and all that i do remember when i was fighting the final boss i was at like 51 and i and that was the one time in the game i felt like okay i need to i need to go to the coliseum and rank up cuz like this is this is not working and i never felt like below level until that point so now i'm thinking okay maybe this might be placebo i don't know but maybe i was ranking up faster in that zero to 50 range right so what okay yeah maybe we're dawn yeah maybe dawn yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking because that was the only time in the game where where i felt like i was under leveled for sure you know Mm -hmm. and then i just i did the coliseum for like a few hours and got up to like 55 which definitely took longer than i than i feel like it did for the rest of the game you know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I choked that up to like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, I just require more XP to rank up, which I think the game does do that naturally, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, that's what I'll say. So, but next time I'll 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 pay more attention to that and uh, definitely get those answers written down and all that for sure. For sure. <laughs> So, in the beginning of the game, did you beat Riku in the race? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Did. Alexa, did you? Not this time, I did. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> I, like, something happened, and I, like, got a sweaty palm, and I was like, ugh. So. What about you, Jonathan? My ass. Yeah, not this time, either. <laughs> there was... I- my first time, I kept reloading the save so that I could beat him. I like mm-hmm. I there was a it was a point of pride when I first played the game. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I normally lose because the thing is like I try and go up the ladder <laughs> and you try and get the zip line, but it's a PS2 game, so it's so finicky on like whether you actually grab it or not. And I think that time it actually worked for me. I'm like, oh, thank God! So I yeah, I actually did end up winning. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kevin, tell us your thoughts on the story of Kingdom Hearts so far. Wow, that's a you know, what is Kingdom Hearts? What is Kingdom Hearts? You know, just give us your thoughts on like on just the general, you know, everything with the Disney villains and how that kind of translates into Ansem and like kind. And uh, just maybe a little bit of theories on where you think the story might go from here. Yeah, um, I do. Your have... favorite moments, things like that. Yeah. Um, overall, like I did really like the story, but like I will say, like as I was playing through, there's a good section of. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the like worlds list, like to to kind of give a gauge. But like I feel like once we like leave the Coliseum, right, and we have things like deep jungle, um, uh. Agarba, oh, so you did, Monstra. You, you did the Coliseum before uh, Deep Jungle? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, um, in, in, so what I would do is that I would have the IGN guide up, and okay. I went in that particular order, right? But yeah. I would only use the guide if I truly felt like I didn't know where to go next. You know, then I would mm-hmm. lightly use it as just like a guide to like, okay, yeah. You're supposed to go here, da, da, da. um. But yeah, so my my playthrough, I went through the IGN guide list of um how they ha- how they have it laid out for the walkthrough. Um, but I will say like pretty much from the first time I left the Coliseum towards like pretty much Halloween Town, I feel like the 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 main story of like Riku Kyrie and like dealing with all that, I feel like kind of got like less quote-unquote like important there just wasn't like a lot of like developments that i feel like were um like things that like i i like really wanted to like like so like i feel like in the in that middle section i feel like the focus was more of like whichever world that you were in and retelling that story or like giving more context to that story as opposed to the a plot which was like Kyrie, riku and sora and all that and so i did feel like this this like sensation of like oh man like I want to know more about the Riku Kairi stuff and all that like I want to I want to spend more time in that storyline as opposed to the uh the as opposed to the Dizzy stuff but um I I really liked how obviously the game ended and I feel like my thoughts on like, the overall story like I feel like it's a lot of I feel like it's a it's it's a story that 
I didn't realize would like really kind of revolve around loss, right? And like how different avenues will like lead you to that, right? In terms of like how you deal with loss and like how you really, you know, um, use your friends or or you know use other forces that may not have been what you intended or what you you know really wanted to do as a whole. But like I feel like this that's that's like the one takeaway i have where like i feel like this whole kingdom hearts like one story is like really about loss and then a lot of characters finding their way and like seeing how they are quote unquote finding their way through this loss and just comparing and kind of contrasting right um and and that's 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 kind of like what i would say like overall like was my biggest takeaway um on top of like i feel like the more like on the nose things of like when you focus on like Sora's point of view, right? There's a lot of things of like having cooperation and friendship being at the forefront, right? Even from like a gameplay standpoint where you're Trinities, right? I don't think you can do Trinities if you have like a different party member that's not Donald or Goofy. Yeah, like that's what I know. It's like, oh my, I'm like, that's a, that's a really smart way to like kind of like directly tell you in gameplay, like the Trinity is you, Donald and Goofy, right? And then seeing how, you know, you get rewarded in that way for those trinities. But then also, it was like, damn, when like Riku was like, oh, you have your new friends. And it's like, no, like, dude, like, 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 we it's can not like that. It's not like that. It hurts, right? Like, like, yeah. like, 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 we, still we can homies. all be chill. Like, bro, we're all trying to find Kyrie. Like, it's okay. You know? So, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, like, so interesting how, like, this game, like, really, like, made me like feel frustrated in ways that I never thought I'd be frustrated with. Also a lot of gameplay frustration for sure. Um towards oh, the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. Definitely towards the end where like I feel like this game puts you through the ringer. <laughs> towards no. the end of the game. Where, like, once you get the Hollow Bastion, once yeah, Hollow Bastion Hollow Bastion, it's like, hey, we're done with the Disney stuff. We are back on the storyline that like we are back on plot A, but also like the gameplay is ramping up, you know? Um yeah. And, um, but yeah, no, like, I feel like there's also like a lot of like, you guys mentioned that, that like you guys could see the seeds that are being planted in the story. And I feel like sometimes I feel like I saw those seeds, but the other times, like, I'm really not sure if like it would lead to anything, but maybe it will. I don't know. Um, I do think like leaving off the game, I, I tweeted the screenshot of it like what exactly said like just against a we, blue we, sky we're not gonna react to what you yeah, say that's fine that's fine that's but fine. like give give us some of those seeds that you seeds. think are being planted yeah. i feel like there's more to sora hearing Kyrie, right i feel like it was more than just like him thinking about what Kyrie would say or stuff like that like or or if it wasn't that that like you know Kyrie was reaching out and like speaking to Sora in a lot of different ways throughout the game. Um I think maybe that answer is that like hey like Kyrie's heart it was always within my heart, right? In mine I mean Sora, right? Like I feel like that is something that maybe that's the answer to that, but I feel like there's something a little bit more to that. Um having the game end on this blue sky and saying like hey, remember Sora, you are the one who will open the door to the light, right? And the fact that that is said in the beginning of the game and at the end of the game, I feel like has to mean something, right? Like more, more than just like, 
I don't know. Like, like m- more than just like, oh, like you'll, you'll, you know, like you're the one that is the key wielder. I mean, yeah, like the the one that wields the key and everything, and 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 you're. I don't know. I just I just feel like there's 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 something more to that that I'm not fully seeing yet. Um, what else? I feel like there was okay. a lot of them, okay. but but I'll yeah. I'll, if like more come up, I'll 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 okay. tell you. But um, but I, uh, yeah. go go ahead, Alexa. I have I do have a question for you because we haven't talked about like Ansem yet. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you feel like like what do you what do you think is going right. on there? Like what are your feel? Yeah. That what do you what's going on? Yeah. So <laughs> I did read the reports. Right. There okay. was ten. Right. There was ten. Uh, there thirteen. Oh. 13? Yeah. Oh, 13. shit. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> it begins. <laughs> Welcome to Kingdom Hearts, Kevin. Um, yeah. Aerith is like, hey, uh, here's all the reports. And I'm like, okay, there's 10 here. All right, let's read them. Um, so him, if I remember correctly, it was he made a discovery, I think, of like the dark. I mean, we can, we can, we can, I can, I can look, an up, look right? him up and, and um, you know, we can do a little read through really quick. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Dramatic reading of Anson's diary. Yeah, yeah no. We're, <laughs> yeah. I, we won't, I don't think we'll go that far, but, but you said like you're discovering something, basically. I'm trying to figure out which one that is really yeah, quick. Yeah, but like I do, f- I do feel like Anson's inclusion like was kind of random. In 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 okay. some ways, like maybe that was my fault in terms of like I read like the first report early on, and then I didn't read them all till like after Ansem's introduced. Um, so I feel like maybe that was like a that was that was that was that was definitely like my fault in terms of like I should have just been reading them, um, as I got them and everything. But how I feel about Ansem, I don't know. Like at least I don't have like that many like in-depth thoughts and opinions on ansem i do feel like he uh. he was he 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 seemed to be like the quote-unquote like big bad of the story right like this 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 i feel like i interpreted it as like he is a conduit through which the the darkness like affects these characters in more mm-hmm. than just like having you know the um the heartless um spawn and everything like i feel like ansem like is like more of a more of a face to the darkness and more of a personification in terms of like how the darkness affects these characters in a more deliberate way as opposed to just enemies. Um, but, how do you feel about his yeah. role in relation to like Maleficent's role as like antagonists in this game? Like, did you feel more strongly about one or the other? Do you feel like they're like really connected? Do you feel like they're two separate plots? Like, how do you view that? Yeah. Um, Hmm. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, so I feel like Maleficent took advantage of Riku, but then I feel like Ansem was also, was also taking advantage of both Maleficent and Riku. So I feel like it was more of like a, of a backstabbing type of dynamic where like everyone just kind of backstab each other. and like, More like uh, a front stab, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then like, oh. unfortunately, Riku is the one that like really isn't doing any like manipulation to really anyone i feel like um besides him like being like oh those are your new friends i'm like bro like no like we're all, we're all friends. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i'm like bro what are you doing but um but yeah i don't know like i feel like Anton was one of those characters that like okay like i understood was like the big bad behind it all and 
I assume we'll see more of him throughout the series. Um, and I'll Maybe. get more context from him. I feel like in like later games. Um, but yeah, like I think that's I think that's kind of where I'm at with uh, okay with, with uh, well answer. Yeah. He is he is dead. You did kill him at the end of the game, so yeah, he is dead. Like, I don't know. I yeah. feel like is is like <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be one of those where like. Cause like, for oh my like, god, we, I can't so, wait for so, you to so, play these games. So like, oh my god! So like, here's what I mean, right? Like, like for the majority of the game, right? Like we would see like Kyrie's like still body, right? And like there was a part of me where I'm like, damn, like, is this gonna be all for nothing? Like, is like Kyrie like really gone? Like, like is her heart really mm-hmm. lost? Whatever. And then it ended up being like, you know, no, like no, like Kyrie can never be gone because she, she, she. As far as I understood it, like, like like her heart resides and is connected and bonded with Sora with that little like star thingy. Um, but what's that little star thing? That is a what what, what you're saying right now is a very critical, like the little star thing. Thingy? No, what you're saying oh. about like being connected to someone and like yeah. that, like that kind of like survivability is very crucial in mm-hmm. this series. Like it is a very it's brought up a lot. It, it it comes up a lot. Yeah, and like now I'm kind of seeing like okay, like this this definitely feels Nomura in like in like terms of like um you know, uh like in like FF seven you know, Sephiroth is a memory that haunts Cloud like pretty much you know even like in like Advent Children and like you know it's it's even like there's a thing in Smash I think where or like there's yeah in Smash yeah right oh yeah. Where it's yeah, like kind of. Sephiroth is just like a memory that like that like will will constantly haunt Cloud like you know, and it's I think just more of a liar way where like to go off of like do I think like Ansem is dead like yes I did do that boss fight definitely did kill him right but um I think the story has properly like told me as well that you can see Kyrie still body multiple times throughout the story right and like yeah granted. You know, granted, she's a protagonist, so you know, take that with with what you will as a player. But I feel like sure. them really underlying that, like, hey, you know, Kyrie's heart resides within Sora, right? Um, and like that's where she truly was, kind of like the whole time, right? Um, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Ansem's truly, you know, gone. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we'll see. That's, see. That's, that's at least knows. yeah, that's at least like what I feel like the what I feel like the game. Okay projected to me at least yeah and i think that like i think that uh other games do this better um because like in kingdom hearts 2 uh not going to spoil uh story spoilers but like kingdom hearts 2 most of the disney worlds you go to are two visits where the first visit is this is the disney story and then the second visit not all of them but for most of them it's like here is the a plot you know, here is like the you know, and it and antagonist that's that's in this world that you have to defeat that is a part of the actual like a new character like one of the new characters that are Kingdom Hearts originals. And uh so but like I do think that yeah, in this game, you know, for the first, you know, Travis Traverse Town and then like the first like two or three worlds, um, you know, there is like story stuff happening. Um, then you and then when you get to Neverland, that's when things kind of start picking up again. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I think that like 
all of the really, really good shit starts when you get to Hollow Bastion the first time. Um, when, like, you show up, Riku just takes the Keyblade away from you. By the way, what did you think about that? That was like, bro, what? Wait, wait, I thought I was the one. I thought that I was the one. <laughs> what do you mean? You can hold a keyblade. What does that mean? And like he Oh, is it is it before that point or after the point where um someone says that like hey, like to to like close the the door at the end of the game, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it 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 there's someone that says something about like you need two keys to do it. Yes. Right. Yes. I forget mm-hmm. if that's before or after, and like it had not dawned on me until the end when Riku does it that like oh he locks it from the other side like well yeah, you know Mi- well, Mick, yeah. Mickey, Mickey does well, Mickey oh. does <laughs> well actually Mickey does but oh, he's wait, there because <laughs> this, yeah. is, this isn't this isn't a this isn't particularly a spoiler like I don't think that this is like if, okay. if I was playing Kingdom Hearts for the first time and I was told this I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset knowing what I know now Riku's weapon is not a keyblade it's not, a key. not a key oh, okay. I totally yeah. okay because yeah. I thought it was gonna be some sort of it's, like yin yang type scenario where like no. you know, he has some sort of like dark mm. key. Okay, that's nope. That's what not I, a key blade. Okay, never mind. Okay, it's just nope. a weird looking sword. It like is a it's... sword. It is a sword that yeah. Cool so sword. so uh, just keep it that in cool mind sword. right it now. Cool um, okay. it is a very cool sword. Um, so yeah, the only two keyblades that exist as of right now to you is Sora's keyblade and Mickey's keyblade. But then how did Riku? And... How did he do that? What does that mean then? We'll see. We will see. You will see. Okay. You will see. Or maybe oh you won't God. see. Or not. Yeah. He yeah. might just you, give up. Yeah. That might <laughs> you just, might. That might have just been something that just happened. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um, I will so say yeah, just, like, I, <laughs> it just happened. So one Nothing thing just I, happens in this series. So one, <laughs> one thing that I didn't really connect with that I want to talk about. Because, you know, like we have this like, you know how like Donald and, and Sora have like this ongoing friction throughout the game. And obviously the part, the part where like, you know, Sora stabs himself and like, you know, Donald is like devastated. Like that part's already super sad. But one thing I didn't notice until this time around. So going throughout the entire, you know, the going throughout the game, like Donald and Goofy's like, this train runs on smiles. The last thing that Sora does before stabbing himself to Donald and Goofy is he smiles. And that hit me hard y'all i was like oh, wait a minute no yeah. <laughs> that just made that moment hurt even harder even harder yeah. there's a... i don't know if like y'all noticed that before but for me i was yeah. i had to mention it i had to mention it I, what, I, what? I, go ahead oh, no i was gonna say i just remember that te- the teeth were animated so weirdly and yeah. that's why that memory sticks in my brain. yeah there's it's funny when you know like the certain cutscenes were animated a certain way because of the teeth usually yeah. is how you know it's it's time for a like more complex cutscene. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I, I really think the relationship between Donald and Goofy and Sora is really interesting in this one because like function it's really interesting from a Disney character perspective because they're functionally using this kid for the first like bulk of the journey like they don't care about him he's just like a means to an end and that is such a wild idea for Donald and Goofy to be like yeah I guess we'll take advantage of this opportunity while we can for our you know insane business venture that is saving the universe but it's a really interesting take on them that I think stays kind of true to those characters but blends them into like it it gives them a very distinct Donald and Goofy Mm -hmm. take uh, which I really appreciate and it's moments like that that I think really help 
uh, solidify how important they are to Sora's journey. Yeah, I'll I'll never look at Goofy and Dawn the same from here on out. <laughs> like, like, yeah. me, like, it yo, does. I'm like, it oh, does. Y'all, like, I mean, shots of a Goofy movie, big fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, of course. For sure. uh, yeah, so, so like, definitely, like, they have touchstones, obviously, but, like, now it's like, yo, you you are Kingdom Hearts characters to me. Like, there's no, there's no point <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, we would do some stuff. Um, I I also like, in terms of, like, the dynamic with, like, Sora, Dawn, and Goofy, that um, from Dawn and Goofy, like, yeah, like, they definitely did use Sora in the beginning of the game, for sure, for sure, but, like, it is really cool for, at least I felt like it was cool for, like, King Mickey to be like, hey, search for the key, stick with the key, per, 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 like, just be with the keyblade, right? And so, the keyblade being this little kid, you know, I don't know, I just, I just like that dynamic of, like, I felt like, both Sora and Donald, uh, Donald Goofy and Sora, like from like two different standpoints, had to kind of like learn to mesh with each other. At least that's how I took it. Like, um, because I, you know, I mean, Sora had to trust people that were not his friends from childhood, you know. And I feel like the inverse effect of like I don't know how Donald and Goofy felt where the Keyblade wielder was his little kid. Right, like I'm not sure if that was like the most like re- reassuring thing to them. Maybe I'm breathing too deep into that, but like that's how I felt about it. Where I felt like it offered like a really cool perspective that they both have on each other, as as two groups, as like the King's Guardsmen, if you will, and Sora. You know, so definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. Are there any other moments we wanted to talk about or any anything regarding the game we want to talk about before I get into the, the fun facts behind Let Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, your notes. Yeah, you took yeah. notes. We, we told you, you know. Um, I'm curious to know, like, we talked about the seeds and we talked about stuff that you picked up on, but there was any, was there anything that, like, really, like, like anything else sort of not in those two categories that really, like, stood out to you? I know I'm going to think about it later on, and I got it <laughs> right now. That's what. That's. What. Oh, you know what? There was one thing. I think I forgot which Final Fantasy character said it, but someone said that their universe got overrun by Heartless nine years ago. That that is Hollow Bastion. Yeah. They 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 mention it when they show oh, up. They said right. that this was our home. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. That's okay, gotcha. Got that. Okay. Um what else? What else? Well, while you're thinking about that, I'm going to yeah. ask you, yeah. what are your thoughts on the secret movie? Oh, okay. Yo, yes. I don't Yeah. <laughs> I like I I have yet to edit it and like send it to you, but like I feel like you're probably going to be like a little bit let down. I'm I don't I don't know exactly what I saw. Right. Yeah, that's, you're not. No, okay, 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 no, okay, okay, okay. That is like that is all. Okay. That is all okay, Kingdom cool. Hearts secret that's endings. It's like, what did I just see? Right. Like, because this is because this is the beginning. Like, here's the thing: Kingdom Hearts did the MCU before the MCU. Damn. Like Kingdom Hearts. It did. Like, if you were like, in the Kingdom Hearts like fan base or whatever, this was like this ending. Like these endings to these games are all that we could like froth our mouths on for mm-hmm. years 
like when you when you got to like Kingdom Hearts 2 secret ending, which is still like one of the best cutscenes in video games, like we waited for like the five years for like for, for that stuff yeah. to actually be resolved. And we're <laughs> you know, and we're just like placing all these theories of like who is this character? Why does this character look like this? Blah 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 like all of this stuff. And it's just like and yeah, but this first one was uh really is really interesting like i'm I'm curious if it, like what your thoughts are so far like who's this dude with the two the two keyblades yeah what's that... riku what's what's riku doing in this place like i want to know his like, eyes your covered thoughts. yeah why is his eyes covered yeah. like things like that the only thing that stuck out so no there's a few things that definitely like stick with me i, I think the number one thing that stuck with me was um i believe it's riku that was meant to be saying this but Riku, I think, says like, "Hey, you look just like him, or 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 just like someone," and that I was like, "Okay, like, all right." <laughs> yeah. I really just note that there was there was <laughs> like a really cool like area that I saw. It was like a, it was like a purple like midnight like dark beach, like like be- with like these rocks <laughs> on yeah, the beach. Yeah. That I was like, "Okay, yeah. all right, that's that's I'm a that looks like a cool place," you know. Um, the dual keyblade dude, Devi looking hype. I would like to wait. He, oh, wait, you'd like to what? I mean, I would like to, I would like to wield dual keyblades, but now I'm thinking of like the prospect of like how does that work, right? Like, I I don't know, (laughs) I don't know, you know. So, yeah, many, many, many questions. Um, I think they were in like a city environment too at one point, like, like Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. definitely runs up a building, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's that's also very interesting. Um, yeah, we're dying right now. I was just letting my microphone be muted so that I didn't <laughs> okay. say anything accidentally. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that's about it. But like, mostly, I was just kind of just like, it didn't mean a lot to me, and I was like, damn, like shit, like, did I mess something up? Like, like, but you don't, but you, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. But like, do you do you have like? Do you have any like theories though? Like you know, like if you if you, if you just saw this right and you know that you had to wait a minute to play the next game, like what would your theories kind of be with what you're seeing? I know it's a hard question. I know it's a yeah. loaded question. Um, I feel like the dark beach is probably a bad place, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The the dual keyblade guy. That's interesting for sure not sure what that could mean um yeah i i don't know i i i feel like it was so out there that, that like i don't i don't know if i have a lot there is that that thread of like someone looking like someone which are we talking like relatives right like are we are we are we are we what i will say because you know? it is a part of the movie and i think that you can click these things together there, they do. There is a like a caption that says, "Where's Sora?" Mm-hmm. In in the in the movie. Yep. The hooded figure says, "Where's Sora?" Where's Sora? So, so this person I'm... knows Sora is what you're saying. Maybe like the other person that's like not Riku. Because like, because I think it's Riku that's like you look like. Is he? Oh, does that? Yeah, Riku. Like Riku is Riku is the one who says you look just like him, just like Sora. Yes, I will say yes because you know he's like 
that that is the topic they're talking about. So this this hooded character is, is looking for Sora, and Riku says you look just like him, meaning Sora. Just like Sora. I'm not talking so, like Dragon Ball One. Like, is there someone that? This is so fun to watch. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, does does someone like take over Sora? Like in the same vein of like. Towards the end of Kingdom Hearts One, where where like uh you know Ansem low key like takes over Riku's body, right? Yeah, body snatching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, could that be something at play? Much to think about. Interesting. So to think about. Yeah. I I will I will say this, uh, and this will help you keep this movie in mind. So, and I'm gonna bring up she got the goddess that is Yokoshima Mura. She uses her music in a lot of these secret cutscenes and in some of these secret extra boss fights to sort of let you know like who like you can tell now that having played the series going back i knew exactly who all of these c people were based on the music that she was using so keep the music from the secret boss fight from final mix and the music from this movie which is called another side another story as you play Chain of Memories in Kingdom Hearts 2, because these melodies will pop up again and it will it will tell you, like it will help you figure out where yeah. you're going. Yeah. She's great. And the way that she yeah. uses like uh, well, as we get later in the series, it gets more yeah. complex now that we but have I mean, 10 million characters. So we'll talk about that later. I mean, like, <laughs> there are way there are other ways that you will find out as well. It's like a lot more obvious um mm -hmm. as well so like if you don't figure it out it's not like you're gonna be like cheated out of anything it's more just kind of like bonus points if you figure it out um and also it's worth mentioning that like a lot of what you saw okay. will actually be moments in the story moving forward not all of it but a lot of it like a lot of the main moments like that hooded figure and rock and riku that will actually like happen in a game. Wait, so the hooded yeah. figure looks like Sora. Don't Google it. Don't. Don't no, Google no, it. No, no. no. I, oh no. Oh, I'm at, no. Yeah. I was no. I was no. 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 I, I would not do that. No way. But I'm just trying to like. So okay, the hooded figure looks like Riku thinks that he looks like Sora. Hmm. We'll see. We'll but see. We don't need, we, yeah, we okay. don't need to marinate on for too long. But like, yeah, but like, I just want to know your general thoughts. And, you know, because this one is a lot. I think that this one, uh, this movie, more than like any of the secret movies, is like the most vague. And, and especially because it's like, it's the first game. Like, how are you supposed to kind of theorize these things to a to that level? Right. But like, when you get to like this the kingdom hearts 2 secret ending and like the kingdom hearts 3 secret ending you're gonna be like what the fuck is happening like blah, blah. you're gonna know more things and you're gonna be like you're gonna be able to like theorize better but i just kind of want to know your general thoughts uh you know for the podcast and things like that because yeah i'm excited to see your your thoughts on when you when you watch it and think and all that stuff so John, um do you have any questions for me I'm curious. Um, I'm curious, John. You've you you've got? answered a lot. Ansem okay. was going to be a, a big one for me, just out of curiosity. Um, other than just the wonderful voice acting of Billy Zane that we were. Oh, so good! With. It's so wonderful. So good. I like. I um, mean, I, I like Richard <laughs> Epcar, who like takes spo like spoilers. She takes over the voice after the first game. 
Um, I don't know why. I don't. Does anyone know why? I never really looked into that. They probably just couldn't get Billy Zane Money. to come back. Yeah, yeah I fair. assume Billy Money. Zane just didn't want to do it. Yeah, um, that's fair. But yeah, no, I think I'm trying to think if there are any other like key relationships. Because you, you, I will say you touched on a lot of stuff. Like huge props to you because I know we're like throwing you into the fire basically with this, and I think you touched on a lot of things that I am very pleased that you picked up on and and also are already thinking about and already have the gears going on so i not at the moment because there were things as you were saying them and then you would actually like answer a question i was going to throw at you um so if anything if anything pops up before the end of the recording i'll let you know but i think right now you're you're pretty well primed i think you're you're in a very good position going into the next few games which is which is awesome yeah and i think that um you like noticing the theme of loss in this game is like very good <laughs> like okay it, it, it is very you know because you you think about like where the characters start and where they all end up and they're all like just they're all separated and they've all like they've all have lost something outside of just them like you know their friends like you know Sora's lost more than just Kyrie and Riku like Riku's lost more than Sora and Kyrie you know there's more to it than just that and just uh seeing where they all like it's like hey, they've all been set on a specific path and now we see where these characters go. Right. And because, and I think that's what makes these characters... Like, I love seeing these characters interact with each other, but, like, I think that is one of the most, like... There are some issues. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to get into what specifically. Uh, me and Alexa kind of touched upon it earlier, but um, it's... I think the thing that makes these... Uh, everything's so interesting is seeing these characters go on their own paths, not interacting with each other, and then meeting each other later and see how where they are and where they go from from there and and things like that. That that is like because if they were all together all the time, trust me, it would this game this series would not be remotely as interesting. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, there was yeah. one moment also I told you Cam that I want to bring up too where um oh yeah where you know Goofy and Donald like. They were ordered by the king to follow the key master, right? Right. Yeah. And then when Riku takes the key, they're like, "I, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm later, sorry. Dog. Yeah. Like, I'll see you later, dog. You know. Um. But I do love that. Even without Sora, like wielding the keyblade, they eventually come back to Sora's side, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I, I love that. Where it was like, hey, like you know. N- it just felt like like a very like natural thing that both Donald and Goofy kind of came to, where I feel like it just worked out like in a very like f- underlying like friendship way, where where it's like, hey, like we all we all have a best friend, right? Yeah. And like even when you know, uh, you know, like even if they are on bad times, right, or like they are going through something, whether it be their fault or not, right? There's like no explaining like why you still stick by them you know yeah like, it's like there's like truly like, like like yeah like there's 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 things that you can say and like ah, ah, but like i feel like it's a very like natural core thing to always back your best friend in the in anything right and i feel like what they kind of lets that in a really good way yeah it's kind of one of those situations where like you know i'm sure like all of our best friends like don't live in the same city as us now like the our, yeah. like our childhood friend but like you know if you hit them <laughs> up they will like and you need something oh, they got absolutely. you yeah, you know absolutely. what i mean like it's absolutely. that it's that kind of thing like you know my best friend 
lives in Vegas, like grew up with him since second grade. He was my best man at my wedding. But like, if I need to call, like, if I call him up for something, he's got me. And if he calls me up, I got him. Like it's, it's the same kind of mentality, yeah. uh, for sure. Um, well, that is all we have to talk about, about kingdom hearts. And what we'll do, I think this is a good idea moving forward. It's like, before we get into like the next game, the next episode, if there's anything that we forgot in this episode that we want to talk about, about, about this game, you know, in the chain of memories episode, we can be like, Hey, this is something I want to talk about that I forgot to discuss, whatever it may be. Um, you know, we're lax here. We just want to <laughs> celebrate kingdom hearts. Um, so we're going to go into, uh, some fun facts about the development and just other like general things about, uh, kingdom hearts. Um, so, um, of course we got to talk about the iconic story that many people, many, many people know about how kingdom hearts came to be, which was when, uh, the executive producer of the series now Shinji Hashimoto, who I met at E3, uh, in 2019, I think. And like, I just asked for a picture. I was like, I know you're a busy man, sir. Um, I was like, just can I get a picture with you really quick? And you know, you're the closest thing that I'm going to see to Tetsuya Nomura here. So I got a nice little picture with him. Uh, he was very nice and kind about that. Um, and the Disney exec, uh, were in an elevator together in the, cause they were in the same building. Like their offices were in the same building and they're like, we should collaborate on something. And they're like, yeah, we should. And that led to kingdom Hearts. So that's, that's how that happened. Um, and this is a funny thing that I actually didn't know um, until recently about how Nomura specifically got attached to the project. Because again, like this is the first project that he directed, you know, and uh, so it's like, how did he get his hands, the keys into the Disney vaults that is Kingdom Hearts? Um, and what happened was he walked into a meeting where Hashimoto and uh, Hironobu uh, Sakaguchi, who is like the father of Final Fantasy, um, they were having a conversation that they had with Disney and Nomura said, quote, I had been called there for some completely different reason, but when I arrived, Hashimoto-san and Sakaguchi-san were talking about a discussion they'd had with Disney, having an exchange along the lines of Mickey Mouse would have been great, but we can't use him. At that moment, I basically put my hand up and said, I want to be a part of this. <laughs> and they basically <laughs> said like, all right, let's let, let, let Nomura, let's let Nomura have a try at this. Um, so that's cool. And the uh, the reason why he did that is because Nomura wanted to do a project uh, akin to Super Mario 64. Um, and according to him, his colleagues said it would be impossible to make a 3D game like that with an all-new character. So when he heard about a collaboration with Disney, he just went for it. He was like, hey, I want to do this. Um, and then uh, regarding Mickey Mouse, it was worth noting that Squaresoft at the time wanted Mickey Mouse to be the main character of the project, and Disney wanted Donald Duck. Nomura wanted a new human character. He didn't want either. <laughs> Nomura 100% got what he wanted when creating this game, basically. Um, so much so that when Nomura was like, he went to Disney and they had like a bunch of presentations for him, he originally just shot down all the ideas of the game. Uh, he said that, uh, quote, they appeared to believe that we would make whatever they wanted us to make and came up with rather specific requests, such as we'd like the game to feature this character. Uh, they were really excited explaining their ideas. To be honest, though, I wasn't really interested in any of them. Uh, and he said, in the end, I actually stopped a presentation halfway through. 
we didn't have that much time and it looked like it was uh it was all going to get taken up by various disney presentations so i interrupted them and told them uh the conclusion by saying i won't make such games <laughs> what the hell <laughs> this is amazing yeah. Damn. um and then uh and then after that he basically uh pitched kingdom hearts and uh it he uh showed the original vision of sora which was a boy that looks a lot like sora but with a bunch of lion-like features and a chainsaw like sword for a weapon and he said that disney looked quote shocked absolutely speechless at the design um some other fun facts uh he nomura just simply asked hikaru uh utada to to do the song for mm-hmm. kingdom hearts and she was just like yeah i'll do it um that's how that happened um, something that's really important for the future of the Kingdom Hearts series, Sora is Japanese for sky in ja- uh, Riku land, Kyrie ocean. Kyrie can also be translated to light, you know, with the princesses of heart and light and yeah. So there's that, ah. um, uh, Ariel was originally going to be one of the seven princesses cause she is a princess. Um, and this is a this is a conflicting thing. I don't know which one which side is true. Alexa, you might know the r- right answer. I have, um, yeah, I have something to say about this. <laughs> um, so was it because um, she like the developers thought that she seemed too independent to be like pure of heart in that sense, or was it because of the uh, they wanted to add in her gaining the storyline of Little Mermaid, where she could like become a human and walk, and that they didn't have the time to develop that. Those are the two different versions of this that I've seen. So, one, uh, I have a whole, I have, I have some thoughts on the the what the the princesses that they actually chose to be a princess of heart because if you're like saying Ariel was not pure and I mean her whole story was about changing her body to get dick, so like she's definitely like not a pure excuse me, like, not, like, a pure heart, whereas, like, compared to, like, Alice in Wonderland, Snow White, Aurora, Cinderella, like, Ariel's not pure of heart. She's got a lot of shit going on. But on that same vein, like, Jasmine also kind of has a lot of, like, shit going on. Like, she basically wants to be, she's independent, and she's she's just as independent as Ariel, but she also is very much, like, like, non-traditionally minded, and I would say she's not, like, the total pure of heart either. She, like, deceives her father and like dresses up as a person and yeah that's all that fair. stuff that's so fair. like i don't so like i don't know why jasmine was present at ariel but like, no yeah ariel's personality did not quite fit the whole princess of heart thing because the thing is like you spend time in 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 agrabah and in um and in later games you spend time with like balance and, and all these other all these other princesses and stuff so it's not that they could you can't they couldn't interact with her on the same level as other characters and be a princess of heart. Cause like you do with Alice, uh, Alice do it's the personality. It's the hundred percent, the personality thing, mm-hmm. which is weird yeah. to me. So Ariel, <laughs> yeah. So Ariel was replaced with Alice, even though Alice, Alice is not a Disney princess, but she is pure of heart. Yeah. That confused me actually. Cause I was like, seeing and... like who was in hollow bastion. Mm-hmm. I was like, where, where's Ariel? And I'm like, okay. I get, I guess she can't mm-hmm. walk. I'm like, okay, all right, okay. I guess. Well, yeah, that's that, no, that, that was basically too, it. That was basically it. Like, she's PG thirteen. She's not PG enough to be a princess of heart. I see. Um, and uh, speaking of Alice, uh, really, one really cool thing 
um Catherine uh Beaumont the original voice of Alice from Alice in Wonderland returned to reprise the role at 63 years old mm-hmm. she she was 13 when she originally voiced the character damn wild that's why Alice sounds like that <laughs> but she looked it was good I thought it was, it was good. good it was good yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, other cool facts. Uh, the cave drawings on Destiny Island foreshadow the events of Kingdom Hearts a bit. Um, Nomura wanted both the Lion King and Toy Story to be worlds in the game. Uh, Lion King actually like made some progress, but they didn't have time to like add the technology to allow you to control someone with four legs because Sora was going to take the form of a lion. Simba ended up getting a summon um some final fantasy stuff uh tifa was planned to be a boss fight in the coliseum similar to sephiroth but was cut uh riku from final <laughs> fantasy 10 was originally going to be in the role of yuffie in that game like what yuffie's mm. role is mm. um but they uh didn't do that because there was already a character named riku in the game they didn't want to confuse people um and then vincent valentine was also planned to have an unknown role in the game but was ultimately cut however cloud's design was based with vincent in mind yeah um and that form is that that outfit is uh, known as cloud's another form at this point um that's not in like kingdom hearts lore but square enix like that's what they call it mm-hmm. <clears throat> um also this is wild this is wild and i like namora if you're listening and you want to put my name in a game feel free to do so <laughs> you have my permission <laughs> so in agrabah there's an optional boss called kurt zissa Lisa. which is the name of someone who won a contest to have their name in the game. And literally, that's just the boss's name is dude's person's full name. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, also, other fun facts. Uh, Sora, uh, Sora's three victory stances in the Olympus Coliseum are based off of uh, Cloud, Leon, and Zell. Uh, Zell is a character <laughs> from Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, for some reason, they didn't want to put uh, uh, Zidane or Zidane. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, uh, from uh, Final Fantasy IX. So there's that. Um, Sora's outfit is directly inspired by Mickey Mouse. Um, trying to think about. Oh, another really cool thing. The, uh, we we're talking about like the cutscene stuff, like depending on what happens. Because Olympus Coliseum, you can technically like not do until the end of the game in, at all. Like you don't have to go there, like blah, blah, blah none of that stuff. So if you go if you go all the way to Hollow Bastion and defeat Maleficent, when you leave Olympus Coliseum the first time, where Hades is kind of like talking to himself, Maleficent doesn't show up because she's yeah. gone, which is really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we know that Disney only allowed Square to use Mickey Mouse once in Kingdom Hearts. They were like, you can use him one time in one scene, and that's it. Um, oh, that. okay. and this is one thing that is really cool. This is the last one. I think is really cool that I didn't really think about until um, I someone mentioned it. Um, the cover art for the original release of Kingdom Hearts depicts Sora, Kyrie, Donald, and Goofy looking towards the uh, towards the light being reflected off their faces. The only character that is not looking towards the light is Riku, eyes closed, facing away from everyone else. We can all be friends, Riku. It's cool. symbolism. <laughs> it's yeah, symbolism, Riku. y'all. Riku, is the symbolism. Bad boy. The pain I f- I feel. Listening to you talk about Riku and knowing what you are about to go through, like, oh, man. Kevin, yeah. like Chain of, Mem- Chain of Memories is the moment where I was like, Riku is my favorite video game character. Like, and like, and there's still more after that. Yeah. And it's just, it's so good. Um, so yeah, there it is, everybody. Kingdom Hearts. We've talked about Kingdom Hearts. 
next up is Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Whether you play it on the Game Boy Advance or the uh, remake, uh, whichever you prefer. Um, some of us, some of us will be playing the original. Uh, some of us will be playing the remake, and uh, I'm excited to go back to this one because uh, there's just so much to. Like, this is the game that I'm ready to discuss some shit. You know what I mean? Like, Kingdom Hearts, like, I like Kingdom Hearts. Um, you know, again, I'm kind of just, like, kind of in the middle of the road with Kingdom Hearts 1, but Chain of Memories and Kingdom Hearts 2 and Butterfly, like, I'm ready to talk about some heavy shit. I'm super excited uh, to do that with you all. Um, but until then, uh, Jonathan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at JM Dornbush on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, just uh, doing, if you want more JRPG goodness, doing a podcast about Persona 5. So you can find that as well. Take your time, it's called. Yeah, you're almost done with that, right? We're we're getting there. Yeah, just a couple more weeks and then we'll, yeah. we'll have Man. finished this 10-month sojourn that it was. Yeah. Super wow. dope. Super dope. Uh, Alexa, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter uh, at Alexa Racy and... My publisher is doing a, I think, a sale coming up soon where you can get all of the boss fight books together. And if you do, you get the secret nightmare mode anthology, digital only anthology, where my new essay on Kingdom Hearts 3 is. So go check that Ooh, out if you can. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Go buy her book. And Kevin, where oh, can we find you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, YouTube.com is this place in source. Uh, Road to Forbidden West still continues. Uh, first impressions are up right now as well in the game, which I playing that after this. Playing that after this, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Twitter at PSOR's vids, as well as uh, Road to Forbidden West and all the other Road to series that will come in the future or that have already been are on podcast services as well Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, etc. All that good stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's about it. It's uh, about it. Awesome. And you can find me at Cam Final Mix on Twitter. And uh, yeah, so next up we have Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. But until then, may your heart be your guiding key.